Welcome to I Am A Wild One podcast with mystic pop music artist Michelle Vreeland. Hey Wild Ones, Michelle Vreeland here. Welcome to part two of Let's Talk About Witchcraft with Amy Blackthorne. Um, In this particular episode, we actually get into the practical aspect of making a botanical brew based off of um, information and a recipe in her latest book called Blackthorne's Botanical Brews. And you can get it at Barnes & Noble and Amazon and also on her website. She has signed copies on her website. And um, if there's anything that you would like to buy from her website, um, there is a promo code um, that all of us Wild Ones get. And it's 25% off if you use it. Um, And the promo code is WILD1, all lowercase, WILD1. And um, so if you're interested in purchasing her copies or getting any of her botanical blends that she makes, she makes some really beautiful, magical um, offerings on her website. And of course, those links will be in the description box below. Um, I believe it's blackthornhoodooblends.com and amyblackthorn.com. Those are her two dot coms. Anyway, so um, I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun. We actually could have gone on for another hour or so um, talking about even more stuff. But we, I will have her back in the spring to discuss her latest um, book that will be released around February, March area um, around of next year of 2022. And that will be Protection Magic. So that'll be a fun one um, to have her on and to learn more about protection. But um, anyway, so this particular episode, I think you guys are going to have fun listening to. um, And then also, if you want to get practical with it, um, get a few um, ingredients and join us um, in making a, in muddling (laughs) a, a, a magical cocktail and have fun with us as we do it. It's one of those types of, um, um, podcast. I wanted to make it kind of fun and for a Halloween special and all that stuff. But anyway, thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoy this interview um, with Amy Blackthorne and I, and I will see you on the other side. Many blessings to you. Enjoy. It really is. You know, I come from a musical family. My father is a blues musician and has been playing guitar since before I was on this planet. So I grew up going to blues festivals and uh, that's where I learned a lot of my first magical techniques as a, as a smaller person. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with this idea and the knowledge that magic was that little intake of breath before a singer bursts into song or the little squeak of a guitar fret as they move between chords yeah it's found in those little spaces it's not the big showy sparkly rhyming couplets from charmed yeah it's in those little moments that we really take time to understand who we are in those little moments it's life is made up of one or two really big moments that happen but a million little tiny spaces little tiny squeaks between frets that's where you have to find your magic that's the liminality of ritual it's the liminality of magic because you can have the little moments every day. When yeah. you look at the tarot, we've got 22 major arcana, 56 minor arcana. Those little moments are so much more than what we experience than, you know, if it was the hanged man all the time, 
we couldn't hang. We, we could not handle it. No, we wouldn't. No. We need those breaths in between the big events to be able to handle going to the next day. Yeah. No, I agree. When you were, when you were um, mentioning, all I can think of was poetry. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's what poetry is. It's the in-between, it's the spaces in between. Um, and to me, that's what magic is, you know? Um, and it's and it's more simple than what people may think, you know? Um, speaking of, okay, so <laughs> I was looking through and I was trying to think of something. Okay, what can I make? Because I, I actually did want to make this with you. Um, and I was thinking, and I was going to let you decide, but I'll tell you my ideas, but you're the master, so you know more than me. But I was thinking the mojito magic spell. Ooh. I was thinking that. The other one, and I have the ingredients for that. Um, and, oh, I didn't bring the lime, but I have lemon. I, I didn't pre-cut the lime. And I almost pre-cut the lime and I forgot. <laughs> um, of course I have like a bunch of other things. The other one, and I don't know if I should do this one, bad boy be gone. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I don't know, uh, yeah, I might, I'm no, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we should keep it easy. Mojito, right? Yes. So I want to demonstrate for but let me those of you. But I'm gonna I want you to demonstrate, but I do want to show you what I do have here because I saw that you had blueberries. Mm. I have I have strawberries, mint. These are mint. Both of these are mint. And then I have raspberries. And then um and then I have lemon, you know. I didn't cut lime. I don't know why I didn't do that, but, um, and then I've got gin and Bacardi rum, the light, mm. the light, and then club soda and then my shaker. Oh, and then I have simple syrup that I made. My son made it. I have simple syrup. Oh, yeah. Those of you playing the home game, my favorite, I went writing botanical brews. I thought I didn't like gin. Turns oh. out I don't like battery acid. <laughs> oh, you, you don't. Most like- gin is just not good. <laughs> and I said, okay. I, so I went into my local liquor store and I said to the priests of the bar, I said, please help me find a, a new gin. Help me find something that I can enjoy, can can really uh, blend a lot with, do a lot with. Let's. Uh, of course, at the time, everyone was talking about aviation gin because of Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, okay, tell me what's up. Help me find something really fantastic. And so I started, they, they, drug, they took me over to Uncle Val's Botanical Gin, which is superb as a gin. The, the giant bottle is probably 30 bucks. It is a cucumber forward gin with sage, lemon, and lavender in it. So it feels as though you're walking through a garden in the Mediterranean in the middle of summer. Sage, lavender, and lemon? In a cucumber gin. In a cucumber gin. So was it infused or is it a cocktail? Uh, all, all gins are infused. It's oh. vodka. With, it's spicy vodka. That's oh, what gin is. all gins are? <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Actually, yeah. I didn't know what gin was. I had no yeah. idea. 
the gin that I got, and I don't, cause I don't drink a lot of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposefully don't have a lot of alcohol in the home. I actually bought this just for this, <laughs> just, just, for, <laughs> just for this. Um, but I guess this is London dry gin. Mm-hmm. So Sapphire is a lovely gin. Oh. You what? Sapphire is a lovely gin. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Good, but I was thinking that one would, would be good, but you know your book more, more than anyone. So what do you think, based on the ingredients that we have, what do you think we could make? And then we'll show people how to infuse the magic into the brew. What about the mojito recipe with some muddled strawberry and blueberry? Ooh, yes. Oh, and I did bring this. Fantastic. Yeah, so I think I covered everything except I didn't um, do my shot glass, you know, the ounce, mm-hmm. but, but I'm pretty good at eyeballing what an ounce is. Those of you playing at home, remember a shot glass is usually 1.25 ounces, so just a hair under the, the little measuring lip will give you a good ounce. Okay, but I, I don't have that. I'll just have to... <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I trust your eyes. Um the thing when, when we talk about making mojito, there's a lot of muddling that happens. So always think about incorporating the magic that we intend for a cocktail okay. when grinding and when when mashing. One of the things that I really enjoy about the way we do that, I'm actually using my cords to demonstrate because I do not have mint in front of me. So you want to hold the bunch of mint in your hand. Okay. And how much mint should I hold? Let's see here. Mm, three or four stems. You get a good good handful there. And I do have a lot of like a little more than this. That's perfect. That's good. And then I pop it in here. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. The the easy way, you just smack it against your hand a couple times. Oh. I like what that. you're doing is you're breaking up and allowing those volatile oils to come out. But you're not you're not turning your whole mojito green. You're not having to to drink it through your teeth to strain out some of the the plant bits. Mm. So you can either muddle it with your strawberries and berries, or you can just give it a little smack on the counter in your hand to make sure that it's awake enough to participate in the magic. <laughs> Hello, wake up, wake up. <laughs> There's an entire school of magic uh, that talks about weakening your magical materials before working with them. And uh, Oberon, or not, uh, Orion Foxwood. Oh, yeah, I know. Says, knock three times, awaken unto life, awaken unto life, awaken unto life. Yeah. So it's just one more of, one more way of allowing it to be awake without, um, not as, you know, if you're, you don't want to be straining it through your teeth. Um, give it a nice smack on the counter. <laughs> I love it. So would I still want to put it in here or no? You can. Because the the, the witch in me wants to. <laughs> muddle something, yes. <laughs> I want to muddle. <laughs> I came to muddle. <laughs> I would put a little drop of gin in the cup of your muddler okay. just to... Um, wet it enough so the mortar isn't absorbing all of your mint all right oil smart idea i like this so here's my gin just a tad just a little splash okay got it 
All right, so here we go. I don't mean that this thing. <clears throat> that doesn't mean okay. All right, so would I do should I put this in there and then the berries? I would do the mint first because it's it's got a big hunky stem. Okay. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Muddle it. Yep. I always muddle clockwise because I want to empower the materials that I'm muddling. And then what should be the intention of this particular drink? Does it matter? Like, can I set my own? I mean, obviously I can, but, but based on your book and what you are recommending for the drink, what do you? Uh, something to overcome. Oh, so like a, a particular obstacle that's been a sticky wicket, we're going to get rid of it. Ooh, I need to overcome. Oh, I need to overcome financial blocks. Because I'm good at earning, but I spend. That's a problem. So I want to feel like, you know, I want to feel like very, very grounded in my financial space. So I don't know what I would call that. <laughs> what would you say that would be? Self-limiting beliefs? There you go. Self-limiting beliefs. Okay, so I want to so I want to muddle that away. And then so I would muddle counterclockwise. Counterclockwise, yeah. so like away. Okay. And then how many muddles? Mm. We'll start with nine and see how you feel. Okay. So I think I've done about 12. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I feel like I want to get that stem. All right. Yeah, stems are the def definitely the tricky part. Those square stems don't like to, they're definitely going to stick around. All right, I'm going to muddle away limiting beliefs. Muddle you away. Okay, that feels good. That feels good. Oh my God, it smells divine too. <laughs> All right, what's next? Should I bring in a berry? Definitely. Which berries did you say? Raspberry or? Oh, yeah, definitely. But start with strawberries just because they're the bigger pieces. Okay. Okay. All of all fruits are, as a as a generalization, have an, a Venusian association. Individual ones like lemon have those lunar associations. Okay. But the act of fruiting is transformative. Okay. So you want to use strawberries to transform those the pattern of beliefs about Ooh. prosperity and yourself to transform and i'm still doing it counterclockwise mm -hmm. i can smell that through the camera i know it smells so divine <laughs> guys you can see this it's so divine this is fun. I'm having fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew this would be fun. I'm like, we have to do this. There's no way that we're, we're going to have a botanicals and brew book and not botanical and brew. <laughs> it, just, it just can't happen, right? No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it absolutely does not. Okay, I think that's good. And when, what does strawberry do again? You said something really cool and I want to remember it. As All I, fruits have the uh, have the essence of transformation because it started as a flower and it became a seed in the form of fruit. So strawberries have those beautiful five-petaled white plants 
they have to undergo the journey of transformation to become a fruit, to become their final form. Mm. So when we work with especially strawberries as magical allies, it's really important to see that journey that they started as a fruit. Wow. And then what's the next fruit we're going to do? Hmm. You think raspberry or you okay. think blueberry? Might as well do them all. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> and then what do raspberries have? The love associations of raspberries actually goes back to the, we'll say growth habit. But a lot of people think that they have raspberries in their gardens and they're in the wild places of their yards. But they actually have nine times out of 10 are wine berries, which are a little bit smaller than a traditional raspberry. Um, there's a there's a meme that's been around forever where someone has is wearing a raspberry on the tip of their pinky as a raspberry beret. Oh. Bless you, Prince. Raspberries are quite large. So that if you see much smaller, much more compact versions of that, they're actually called wine berries. Mm. Those materials, anything that grows on a thorned vine is great for protection. So if it can protect itself, it can protect you. Mm, I like that. Blackberries, raspberries, wine berries, they grow on those beautiful canes. Actually, when they grew up, they sprout too. So if you see them coming, you see them start to sprout up and start to work their way up there. Do yourself a favor and cut one. It's a biennial, so it's not going to flower this year. It'll flower next year. Mm. But what you're doing is you're telling the plant, hey, if you don't hurry up, you might you might not make it next time. So it will quadruple the amount of berries that you're going to get because it's panicking. You want to have some more fruit. So you'll get more fruit. And then if you had kept both vines. Mm. What I do is I'll take the one that I cut, I'll cut it in half and cross those blackberry canes or raspberry canes over the front door to keep any baneful magic from coming in the house. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Okay. So should, should we add blueberries or no? Blueberries been, are prosperous. I've been eating them. Oh, we definitely add blueberries. Like four? Four is a good number. Okay. Um, those of you who have not experimented the tarot aren't familiar with the tarot. Fours are stability. Think about a square table with three legs. What happens? Yeah, it's a firm foundation. Uh, Michelle, have you ever been to a Jewish wedding? No. It's absolutely lovely. My favorite part is the chuppah, the very front of the ritual space, the ceremony space. You have a canopy with four legs, and you, the ones that I've been to, they, they've all been blue. Uh, and traditionally, they're held by friends and family, the community of the couple getting married. That looks beautiful. You can't even see the green anymore. It's so, like, muddled. <laughs> in, in each person holding up a particular pole of the chuppah, it's, it represents the support of the, the family, the community of this couple getting married mm. in difficult times, in love and in friendship and community. Mm. So four is a really fantastic number for maintaining that stability. Wow. And so what I want to 
do that counterclockwise because we're still doing or would I want to do that? You can do clockwise. Okay. Everything's being incorporated into your model there. I think it's all muddled well. I think so too. I think it got muddled pretty good. All right. Do I would I do an incantation? <laughs> you absolutely can. What would you recommend? <laughs> or just I have I have a chant and a story to go with it. Ooh, I love it. So the chant is gold and silver coins galore, all are coming to your door. Oh. Gold and silver coins galore. All are coming to my door. All are coming to my door. Say it again with me. Gold and silver. Gold and silver. Coins galore. Coins galore. All are coming to my door. All are coming to my door. Gold so, and silver coins, gold and silver coins galore. All are coming to my door. Mm -hmm. Silver coins galore. All are coming to my door. Gold and silver coins galore. All are coming to my door. Oh, I like that. In my very first coven, uh, one of the things we did every August. Oh, that smells so good. Oh, it's so beautiful. God, I love blueberries. They're just amazing. Oh, wow. The every August, in the middle of August in Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, it is ridiculously hot and muggy. And usually there's a couple days over 100 degrees. But in August every year, our entire tradition, all 500 witches would get together in the woods in Harrisburg and go camping for a week and have fellowship. And we'd have uh, elevations for people who were getting their thirds, people who were eldering or croning, or we'd, we'd just have all of our elevations at one time. So it's a week of rituals and camping and togetherness and bonding and learning. And it's, it's actually really lovely. Wow, that's so from, really, really was. Um, from the outside, it was amusing because it was a state park. And there's a little closed end loop all the way at the very end of the state park. So the rest of the state park had their loop. We'd actually rent out this whole end, you know, closed loop at the end. So we'd be by ourselves and we wouldn't have people stumbling through the campground. Because you've got 500 witches and black robes carrying athames and dressed in deer skins. Yeah. So <laughs> you know when people walk wandering in off the street. It was really adorable because every so often you'd have some family with a station wagon and the kid pressed up against the glass with the great big eyes trying to <laughs> see the witches. Uh, That's terribly adorable. Really <laughs> so really with 500 people and not really having the ability to cook because it was you know it was a dry season so we couldn't have a risk of a fire they catered so we were camping and we had all the fun but the all the meals were catered oh wow so the caterer who would come in after about the third or fourth day finally said so um what are you doing here like what is this <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not sure what, what's happening and she was super polite about it. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't jerky or anything. 
but she was really not understanding like what am I seeing what is this happening <laughs> and so the mother of the tradition says oh well this we're you know we are witches we're we're having our, our annual camp out so we can get together we get to we miss each other during the year so we've got covens in Canada and covens in uh all all out the all throughout the United States all coming together you know we miss each other when we're not together so once a year we get together and she says okay like I can see that so do you really do spells wait and we say absolutely yes <laughs> She says, yes, we do spells. You know, these are prayers, intentions, however you want to categorize them. If you'd like, we can show you. Okay. <laughs> she looks, she's gonna think about it for a second. And she says, Yes, yeah, you can you can show me. And so all 500 witches gathered around this poor catering tent. <laughs> and we're chanting gold and silver, coins galore, all are coming to your door. Faster and louder and faster and louder and faster and louder until you release it into the universe. And she says, okay, now what? <laughs> We're like, that's it. Come back next year and let us know what happened. <laughs> her, business, her business had tripled by the next year when she came back. No. Yeah. And she told you? She like she oh yeah. She was like, oh, it worked. Wow. You made a believer out of me, she says. I'm doing it. Gold <laughs> silver. Coins galore. All right, so I prepped it enough. So now I've got this ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I would put what I've muddled into this, right? Yep. Okay. And then, all right, let's see. I don't want to make a mess. And then I- Yeah, just scoop it. You can even rinse the mortar with a little bit of gin if you want. Well, that's smart. I will do that. That's smart. And then do I need to do something over the gin? It is really potent magic. That's a bad announce. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right, here we go. And then a little bit of lemon. <laughs> all right. Give it a nice rough squeeze. All right, and then my ice is already in there, mm -hmm. so that's about it. Oh, yeah, nope, some oh. sugar. Oh yeah, some simple syrup. Simple syrup. I knew you'd like this, right? You like that? Beautiful. I was like, I have to, I have to do this. Well, I have, I brought this out for you. I was like, okay, we're doing, we're doing some stuff here. <laughs> so beautiful. And then this is just something from Michael's, but it's very, very Halloween-y witchy, I guess. <laughs> Why is it? Sorry, too bright. All right. So about how much of this? I'm a sweet tooth person. So I'd say like an ounce and a half, two ounces. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right, and then do before I shake or as you shake is your as you shake. So you are would I be putting, saying would I be saying that saying? You definitely can. All right, can we say it together? What is it? 
gold and silver. Gold and coins silver, galore. coins galore. All are coming to my door. All are coming to my door. Gold and silver, coins galore. All are, all are coming to my door. Gold and silver, coins, coins galore. All are coming to my door. Keep going until there's a frost on there. Until there's Golden a what? Frost on your shaker. There is a frost. Yay! Silver, coins galore. All are coming to my door. That's pretty frosty. Perfect. <laughs> All right, here we go. This book. Let me go back over here. This is really fun right now. No, Whoa. Hold on. Oh. I'm going with this. Probably made it really muddly, huh? <laughs> yes. Do I need more liquid? It wouldn't hurt. Another um, squirt of some lemon juice, little There's splash. Quite a bit in there. Hang on. We had a lot of fruit in there, so it's probably blocking up the pores. there's actually quite a bit of liquid you'll see mm -hmm. so i just gotta get it out you can do it i believe in you i believe <laughs> see my money is not wanting to come out just kidding <laughs> so far <laughs> that's really cool huh should we try it do you have a straw hold on no all right i think this is good Should we do it? Mm. I love this. Have you seen the movie, The Love Witch? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. This reminds me of that. He always leaves me. Oh my goodness. I did put a little bit of dry ice in there. Because it is Halloween-y. Yes. You gotta have a little bit. There we go. There we go. That's what we want. That's the money shot. I love it. Cheers. Hmm. That's really good. I have to take a photo of it. Because 
Here we go. This is amazing. Wow. This turned out really good. And you know what's weird? You can taste the mint. Yeah. Even though it doesn't look minty, you can still taste it. If I just like blow it away, I'm like. <laughs> mm. This is pretty fun. Just gonna make sure not to eat that dry ice. Yeah, don't eat the dry ice. <laughs> that would be very bad. <laughs> Do not eat dry ice. <laughs> wow. This was really fun. Do you how often do you make your botanical brews? I love making them. Uh, so I go through a period of where it's all I do. Uh, I love being able to stock up on fill the cabinet with all the different make your own bitters, make your own vermouth, make your own everything uh, until I'm made out. <laughs> and then I, uh, I'll move on to another project when my ADHD hyperfixation fixes on something else. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to knit now. <laughs> oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, there, we it was really lucky. If you haven't, please check out Amy Stewart's books. She wrote uh, Wicked Plants, The Weed That Killed Abe Lincoln's Mother. Oh, there's, um, there's a couple different ones that she created, but the tagline that I went with experience liquid magic, one part the drunken botanist, one part Blackthorn's botanical magic, shaken, not stirred. Blackthorn's botanical brews offers a fresh, fun way to incorporate botanical magic into your kitchen, cocktail parties, rituals, home remedies, magical gatherings, and events of all kinds. The Drunken Botanist is a fantastic book. Amy Stewart is a genius. Oh, wow. Well, I got to go to my local, the, it was the Delaware Museum of Natural History. She has a traveling exhibit of her Wicked Plants book in a three-dimensional interactive museum exhibit. So there's lots mm -hmm. of different materials. It's lots of fun. It's separate rooms. There's, you know, there's an entire dinner party laid out with different poisons. Really, I love the entire thing. But the event closed with an appearance by Amy Stewart. She did a book signing and a video talk. There was a a bunch of different materials, photos that she's taken on her journeys throughout the world. Wow. And a local distillery offered to uh, a vermouth tasting. So they, they came to the event before the author came out and we had a vermouth tasting. They had lots of different mixers you can put it with. You, they, you could try their very own beautiful vermouth. Vermouth is a fortified wine. So they take wine and they Simmer oh. over very, very low heat and incorporate lots of different spirits as a part of that. You can learn how in botanical brews. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. And there was so many ingredients. I was like, well, how would you make vermouth? I mean, it's a lot of, you'd have to have a lot of things in your cabinet at that time. Oh, yes. I definitely, when I plan, I plan way ahead of time. Uh, but the two most interesting ingredients in their vermouth that were available that day were grains of paradise. Um, they're also, it's also called a guinea pepper from New Guinea. Um, they're little tiny peppery seeds that add some heat and some warmth. And myrrh, actual myrrh tears, submerged in 100 proof vodka for 
you know, a couple weeks at a time. So add that tincture into the vermouth to give it the flavor of myrrh. And I had never even thought about putting myrrh in wine. It was a beautiful flavor. And I am in love with the the product that they produce. I had never even thought about. Because you see vermouth on the shelves and liquor stores and that that famous green bottle with the green and white label. And you think, oh, I'm not really a fan of whatever that is. There's a reason for it. It's a wine. Once you open it, use it within a week or it's trash. Yeah, that's what I don't like about wine. You wouldn't leave a bottle of wine open for three years in your liquor cabinet. No. No. So it's not popular because it's not often treated the way it's supposed to be treated. Mm. So and if you make your own, you can add it to cucumber water, which I love. Mm. Um, you can add it to different sodas. You can create really nice spritzy summery drinks that are low alcohol, that are really refreshing, that you can drink on all day long. If you make your own vermouth, that's awesome. Really easy to do. It sounds complicated, but it's super fun. Wow. I'm definitely going to try it. When I have a lot of the stuff in, the, in my cabinet, I'll be like, okay, vermouth. It's like, there's like 20 things in there. <laughs> a lot. That's really cool. Same thing with making your own bitters. It, all it is is tincturing. So if you already make tinctures, once you combine them then they're bitters yeah right (laughs) yeah which i do i make tinctures for myself this is really good i think i'm drunk with money already (laughs) it's already happened (laughs) i love it Mm. wow this is a really fun way to to, cause I don't really drink a lot of cocktails. I, when I do drink, it's just wine or occasional beer, but I don't really drink um, hard liquors that much, but mm-hmm. this is really fun. Like it's a fun way to connect with libation without being like, let me just sit and drink and get drunk. You know what I mean? Like this is just a fun way to use, you know, to, to to do this kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, the magical associations of beer, wine, and mead are also in here. And I've so made can... mead before. Oh, I've made mead. Oh. And I'll I tell you. you. We all have mead stories. Okay, you tell your mead story first and I'll tell you my mead story next. <laughs> my One of my dearest friends, uh, John and Jen, are part of the ownership of the Brimminghorn Meadery here in Delaware. They ship to 42 states. But John has been making mead for 30 years. He was the head brewer at uh, Dogfish Head for 17 or 18 years by the time he left to create Brimminghorn Meadery. It's incredible. I thought I had, I knew I liked mead. I liked honey and I liked the texture, the taste, the sweetness of it. But it was so, it was bland because everybody did the same thing. And John said, wait, here's, here's this entire world that you haven't known yet. So I actually got him to endorse um, botanical brews because he isn't, he's a master alchemist. I, the things that this gentleman comes up with as far as what his meat looks like, how it's flavored, what it goes with, the, the mythology of it is incredible. The, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 30 years and the things that he comes out with the things that he talks about the the myths that he's familiar with 
I learn things every time we hang out. He has a mead called Cytheria. It's the name of Aphrodite on the Isle of Crete. Mm. What they would do was they'd have their grape harvest. They'd, they'd harvest bushels and bushels of grapes and they'd sit them on the roofs of their, their homes for a day or two. It would actually bake off some of the moisture in the grapes and then they would ferment them. Mm. So you get almost like a, an ice wine, a dessert wine, because they're letting off some of that fruit moisture just by sitting them on the, the warm roofs for the afternoon or two. So it's a sweet fig honey mead named after Aphrodite herself. Like, how can you not feel like an empowered being sipping an ancient beverage named after a goddess? Mm. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So, okay, so I made mead. Um, I went to a, a, a similar camp um, that what you went to, except um, it was a, it's a pagan camp, but they accept all it's not just one type of faith. It's like all types of pagans. And this is like th four years ago, I think. And it was, mm -hmm. um, and they had a mead class, which is honestly, I was really looking forward to that. I don't know why, but I just was, because I'd never made mead before. And um, so I'm making the mead, everything's going good. And I'm doing my thing. I take the mead home. I put it in the cupboard, hide it away, let it do its thing. And I told you that I work with fairies. I even have a fairy, like fairies have a designated spot in my home, you know, um, that's how well I get along with fairies. <laughs> you know, we can share a home and we all love each other very, you know, like it's not a problem. Like I've heard other witches say that they don't like fairies in their homes, you know what I mean? But for me, it's like, I love it, you know, and they love it too. And uh, so we get along well. But anyway, so time passes, I think it's about a year or so. And I forget about it. I don't even know. I totally forgot. And all of a sudden, like, I just start like getting this like really weird energy around me. And they're just like, the mead's ready. The mead's ready. Like I can feel that they're like, the mead's ready. The mead's ready. And I'm like, oh man. Okay. So I'm, I start to perk up a little bit because I forget about stuff a lot, you know? So I go in there and I'm like, okay, fine. I bottle the mead, you know, I do the whole thing. And um, literally like once I start making, you know, bottling the mead and getting it ready to, cause you have to bottle it and then you let it sit a little longer. And, um, and so I do this mead and then all of a sudden I have all these like really amazing dreams. Like the fairy circles start to come. <laughs> you know, but they're like astral. They're not like dream dreams. They're like astral sort of thing. <laughs> and, um, and so the fairies are having like fairy circles in my backyard. Like the mead literally brings something magical, I think, to, um, a, like to, to a moment, you know what I mean? To the space to, and then, and then, um, so all these like really interesting things started happening. So I was like serving the mead and like giving the mead. And then I was kind of like rationing it because I had took so long to make and there was only one bottle, you know? So it's gotta last, you know? And that's the beauty of mead. Like it can actually last for a while. Unlike mm -hmm. wine, you open wine, you're done. Mead can last a while, you know? In fact, it gets better with age. And um and so I so I put the meat away. I had it in a nice bottle. How can um, after I we see enjoyed it for a, a bit, we're having fun. Um, and then I start working with more, like his energy. 
that's cool. That's a really good tip. Thank you for sharing that. Of yeah. course. It's hard to wait a whole year for me. That's for sure. Really is, especially if you, you know, one day you're at home by yourself and the next you've got friends coming over for ritual. And you know what? I've purchased mead and I got to tell you, nothing compared to that mead that I made. <laughs> it, it was so much better. And I don't know why, maybe, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was magic. I don't know, but it was so much better and i even actually included it in my fairy ring spray i have an aura spray called fairy ring can you i don't know the lighting will adjust oh there we go there it is that's beautiful label oh so, yeah thank you so enjoy the party because you know like you ever get like in a grumpy mood and you don't want to go out and you're like eh. well this will help you like join in on the party and then, um, and then dance and sing, like it gets you in, in, in the mood, but there's a little bit of that me that I made in, in these bottles and, oh, and there's rain water. And I'll have to tell you the story with this, because what happened was the fairies invited me to dance to a fairy ring. And I was very hesitant and afraid. And I just felt, mm, I'll just watch you guys dance. You guys have fun. I'll just watch, you know? And, um, and so they were like, fine, okay, but you know, you should dance and have fun. And, um, but I wasn't, you know, energetically feeling that, you know? Um, and so I went, this is, I woke up, I went into my backyard. This is after the astral moment that I had. And mm -hmm. I started to walk in a circle in my backyard. And I started to sing this song like fairy ring, fairy ring, all the joy you do bring, fairy ring, fairy ring. And then I started to do that. And then all of a sudden it rained on me. Like it literally just, and it was a cloud, just one cloud above me. It wasn't like a rainy day. And I live in Los Angeles. It doesn't rain in LA. And there was just one cloud above me and it rained. And so I quickly grabbed water, like I grabbed a little, jar and I, I harnessed some of the water from that moment. And that moment lasted maybe 10 minutes. It didn't last very long. And so I felt inspired to make this spray. Um, and it was actually, I considered this spray like a gift from the fairies to anyone who felt not just for myself, but to anyone who felt called to feel that moment with the fairies, you know, um, but so how I make waters is sometimes they they happen by happy accidents like that, like where the rain will fall and they'll fall during very beautiful moments like that, you know, so I harness that energy from that moment and, um, and that's in that spray. And then, um, I have the fairy realm, which is very different than the fairy ring spray and the fairy, come on, there we go. And the fairy realm is you connect to the fairies and it connects you to the realm and you can play and create. And um, <clears throat> this doesn't have the mead or that um, um, rainwater from that moment, but it has um, a combination of other things in it that help you connect to the fairy realm. But it also like when you're having a moment like where you want to create, but you're not feeling very creative, this this helps you to let loose to create and it helps you to tap into one thing about the fairies they'll tap you into your inner child real fast like 
real fast. Like, oh, you want to play? Let's do it. Because <laughs> that's how they're wired. That's their whole game. That's their shtick, you know, or at least some of them, not all, but they're all different. But but at least the fairies that are in my house were all about the party. <laughs> and yeah, I have, I, I, have, I have two materials in the shop for them. One is the Good Neighbors Tea, which is um, berries and cream, mm. um, strawberry, raspberry, blackberry, blueberry, and then uh, a nice creamy note. Mm. And I made a matching candle. While we're on that subject, will you talk to the listeners about your shop and the kind of things that you sell there? Sure. Yeah. I was, I've, I've worked in executive protection for about 15 years. Mm. I was the head of security for two high-rises in Delaware. They were the two tallest buildings in the state and uh, the two highest paid, highest grossing real estate for the state. So it was a lot of pressure. It was 35 floors of people whose lives were in my hand every day. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of pressure. I, you know, two o'clock in the morning, putting out literal fires. Wow. So after a while, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was I was burnt out. I, I had no time to be Amy anymore. The my little witchy soul was dying because mm. I all I did was wake up and go to work and try and get some sleep for the next miserable day. Oh. And I had to leave. So I trained my replacement my very first day as a joyfully unemployed person. I went down to my kitchen and I got out the big cauldron, funk on the counter. I get a big yellow pillar candle. I've got some of the things to think about. And what I wanted to do was make some space in my brain, get rid of all the old baggage from the last job and bring in something really amazing that allows me to be myself, allows me the, the freedom that I need to experiment, to grow, to create. I'm thinking about all the things that I need to do on uh, anointing this candle and I'm carving and I'm talking to it and ma making a real production of this. And I go to light the candle and the doorbell rang. And I thought, it's the fastest magic I've ever done. <laughs> it's the mail lady. I've got to sign for a package. And I go back into the kitchen. My giant cauldron's on the counter. Pick up the lighter again. And the light goes on. Because all I can smell at this point is, is uh, lemongrass. This bright, citrusy, sweet lemongrass in the oil that I'm anointing. And I'm thinking, you know, if I had a tea to drink while I'm working this spell like I could work the spell while I'm working with the tea and I could keep using my intention I could keep the the momentum going so the light bulb goes on over my head and I think okay magical teas let's let's go Ooh, and right that. away I had 15 teas that was we're going on eight years ago now and now I'm over 100 teas I have a line of spell candles um magical oils from Blackthorn's Botanical Magic, the things that have some more esoteric ingredients that might be hard for people to source. I have it ready-made so people can purchase it. Like the, the hex shattering oil that's formulated as a perfume, but strong enough for curse breaking. Whoa. It's got a base of oak moss. If you haven't gotten to experience the beauty of this plant yet, oak moss is the little leafy yeah. frills you see growing on pine trees, oak trees. Yep. And you're thinking, okay, how it's a lichen. Like, okay, you're a lichen. How special can you be? It smells like leather and violets. It's the organic oh. replacement for leather scent and traditional perfuming. 
that's not synthetic. So you get leather and violets. It's very warm and sweet. It smells like sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a, it makes a really great because it's a very powerful hex, hex breaking ally. It makes a beautiful perfume or cologne for everyday wear to keep things from jinxes from coming to your door mm. before you even have to think about it. But it's strong enough for heavy duty curse breaking work if you have the need to do so. Love, love oak moss. It's absolute. Wow. I think I've worked with oak moss, the plant, but I don't think I've worked with it as an oil. Is that how you would work with it? Oh yeah. It's a lovely, I've only ever found one supplier that has it, but it was actually really cost-effective. <laughs> a two ounce bottle. Where's the bottle? A two ounce bottle was 30 bucks for an absolute that's unheard of. Whoa. Yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. Pipingrock.com has some really lovely materials. Um, and to find an absolute for that price was beyond my comprehension. <laughs> They're just really lovely people. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm making a makeshift drink. <laughs> Heck yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, stop. Yeah. So there's perfumes can spell candles teas uh my books are available for autographed copies you know if you if you're i would did, like something i did see them on your website i saw them too late you know but i you know i needed to get this right away because exactly wanted, i wanted to make and then sacred smoke i pre-ordered on amazon when it came out like you know pre i know and then i bought this from you at um, you did Sacred smoke and then I bought this from you when I met you. And that was at that party. That party was wild, girl. Remember? <laughs> it got, yes, indeed. It got really wild. And then and then we combined party with Storm and his party across the way. Right? Oh, yeah, that was a good, that was a fun night. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. I oh <clears throat> So I, literally we could talk forever. I mean, honestly, but we've gone over the two hour mark and I don't want to keep you too long. Um, even though I have a million more questions, but <laughs> we can do a part two. Oh, I do have one last question for the viewers. Sure. Um, being that, oh, sorry. Being that Halloween <laughs> is around the corner. What drink, being that this is your latest book, and it doesn't actually, it could be because you've had so many books and you have more to come. And I do want you to mention them before we sign off again. I know you mentioned them, but I want you to mention them again, but in a sec. Um, <clears throat> um, can you recommend, being that it's Halloween and this is your latest book, this is what's in Barnes and Noble, this is, you know, mm -hmm. Amazon, all that, and your website. Um, can you recommend a Halloween, a witch's brew? Like I was looking for a witch's brew in here. Is there a witch's brew in here? There's, there's a lot of little ones. Uh, and the, my favorite one is actually teaching you how to create your own. So the one I'll be drinking is a spiced apple chai. Ooh, I so like that. Dried apples, clove, cinnamon. What page is that? I want to make that. Should be in the tea section. So chapter nine is teas. Okay. I've written two books since then, so you have to bear oh, with me. No, I understand that. I get. 
Um, all right, hang on. Hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> I have a friend, like we used to play this rummy tile game and she would spend time strategizing and she'd go, hold, please. Hold, please. She'd be doing this for minutes. Come on, make your move. <laughs> Magical uses of honey. Okay, let me see here. I kept stumbling upon this talk to me Bob tea. What is oh, this? I love about? it. It's on um, 204. It's a what? It's on page 204. Yeah. And I was kept wondering, like, what is that? I kept, it kept popping up. Like today, when I was flipping through your book, it kept popping up. And I'm like, what? And I try not to ignore things that pop up over and over. And this talk to me Bob tea kept popping me up. What's that all about? Probably because Mercury just went station direct. Mm. We still have the shadow for until the second, but it opens lines of communication. Okay. There's, it's a line from a movie that as soon as I had this blend of materials together, I could hear this movie. I can't even tell you the name of the movie. All I can hear is probably Dan Aykroyd going, talk to me, Bob. Probably Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it, I could just hear it on a loop until I wrote down the recipe. I had to call it that. I'm like, <laughs> no one is going to know what this means. It just that had to be what it was called. Um, I had the same moment in botanical magic. There's a let it go, but I wanted to call it let shit go. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right. No one's going to understand what I'm talking about. Like, let's not offend anyone before we get this written. Yeah. Um, right. But now we have it's so fabulous the botanical bruise is, is out in polish botanical oh. magic is out in french oh i love it i mean uh, the first three books have all been optioned in french so they'll be coming out uh, one a year for the next three years wow that's amazing i am so blessed that my the books have had this level of popularity i'm really excited about your books I'm excited about you because honestly, I mean, your books are amazing. Your ideas are creative, but like I said earlier, you come from a place of wisdom. Like you really know a lot of stuff. Like, like you understand the, I think part of being a really good healer and a really good witch is you have to really understand human condition. If you can't understand human condition and you're off just like floating a spell and doing this and willy nilly and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know how effective you are as a human being. Like to me, it's about being an amazing human. Like how well can you, like, like how well can you be at being human <laughs> and, and, and stepping your game up? And for me, it's all about collecting tools, spiritual tools, if you will, in this journey of life. And that's why for me, I, I was, you know, sought witchcraft, but I also feel that witchcraft is in my blood because there are things that I know about it that I never learned, like physically learned in this lifetime. And at one point in like 2016, I literally birthed a spell book and I had never done witchcraft in my life. And I literally birthed a spell book, like a book that may have been burned, like from a past life. And it literally just came out of me over. And I felt almost possessed for like two or three days as I was birthing this spell book. And um, 
and I just think that there's there's more to the story than we really realize and there's more to life than we can really know and it's not all what it's not what people think in my opinion and and I think there's all kinds of ways to approach witchcraft just like there's all kinds of ways to approach spirituality there's all kinds of ways to approach God there's all kinds of ways to approach prayer and um and to label it one thing you can't label all those other things one thing why would you label this one thing you know exactly always there's all ways to approach it and i always say this you know because people worry like oh are you gonna are you a bad witch a good witch it's like okay well what's the measure of your heart are you a good christian you're a bad christian what's the measure of your heart how does your heart feel and that's how I answer that question, like, you know, like, what kind of person are you? Well, people say like, well, what kind of witch are you? It's like, well, you know, well, what kind of person are you? What's the measure of your heart? Do you have a good heart? Do you have a bad heart? How, how heavy is it? How light is it? And I think- It's not, I always answer, I'm an excellent witch. Yeah, I'm amazing at what I do. <laughs> Yeah, well, and this is the thing. It's like I, 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 again, for me, it's a spiritual tool to have in my tool belt, and that's how I utilize it. I actually don't spend a whole lot of time spell crafting, truthfully. The only type of spell crafting I do, I would say, is in my aura sprays, but a lot of that's channeled. Like I feel, mm-hmm. I'll feel charged to make a certain spray. Like I have a new one that's in the queue that I felt really charged to make and it's called lightning in a bottle. And it's something that um, I, and I literally grabbed rainwater from lightning, from the lightning storms that LA had like last week or two weeks ago. And I, and it was a full on moment. And I felt like my whole body was like, you gotta make this water, this lightning in a bottle. And so for me, like I have channel channeled moments and I think every witch or just every magical person, I should say, has a thing that they feel called to participate in. Like for me, it's music and, and water. You know, those are the two things that I feel really, really connected with is, is music and sound and, and water. And, and of course, like all the things that pair well with water, like essential oils and crystals and stuff. But, um, but I just kind of look at it as like, so, so that's what I spend my time doing because I think time is very valuable. So I don't really spend a whole lot of time like working a spell. So like a lot of people, I think they're afraid of witches because they're like, oh, they're going to do a spell on me and they're going to blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, do you know how much time and energy it takes to do a spell? Like, I seriously doubt they're doing a spell on you. You know, because just the time that it would take to burn a candle down to the energy, the intention, all that, like, come on, seriously, you know, like, <laughs> I really have enough energy to do my own for myself, for my own betterment <laughs> in my own life. I literally have thought of like, I should hire this one witch to do my spell for me because I literally have no time, you know, so anyway, so I think there's a big misconception of what people think witchcraft is and what witches do. Like you said, that woman who was like, what are you guys up to? What's happening here? And then you do this like very simple incantation and it has energy behind it. And it creates this power because there's a bunch of people at the same time feeling and thinking the same thing. And it has all these en- this energy. 
And then a year later, she's doing very, very well with her thing because of that beautiful moment, right? Exactly. And that's essentially what magic is. And people overthink it. They overanalyze it. And you can, you actually could. It, the, it, there is a deep well that you could go down and it could, you could go deeper and deeper, deeper. But it's the, it just depends on, like I said, where do you want to spend your time and your energy? Because you get a limited amount of it, right? We all do. And, and how heavy or how light is your heart? Where does your heart live? And that determines what kind of person you're going to be. It has nothing to do whether you're a witch, whether you're a Christian or a Muslim or any other person, what is the measure of your heart? And that's where you know where you lie. Yeah, that's why writing Black Earth Protection Magic was so important. I do want you to talk about that book because I'm very curious about that. So each chapter has a different section. So it's broken up into mind, body, and spirit. So the mind section has... Um, talking about toxic positivity and the mm -hmm. way that it can really bring us down as as witches as a whole and as individual people mm. it talks there there are psychic energy exercises to help you broaden your shielding and make sure that it's correct and whole that way you're protected from a lot of things slings and arrows and all that uh, even down to one of my favorite exercises is called the cat's whiskers like we've we move through this space with our egg shielding or your your magical cloak but by adding whiskers to your your psychic feelers it actually makes it a lot easier for you to figure out where energies are give you the perception of what may or may not be coming at you you can add them along your spine make sure no one's trying to come in from behind Whoa. and it really really works um the section on the on the body or the physical has things like make sure that your home is safe and protected from the for the physical things like holly trees they protect your house from lightning and uh, magical protection but also it makes it so that you know bad guys aren't hiding in the bushes because literally no one wants to be that close to a holly <laughs> they yeah. are prickly prickly bad yeah the body section also contains yeah, i worked in security for 15 years there's a four-hour escape and evasion class in the middle of this book <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that things like escaping duct tape, rope, zip ties, handcuffs. Wow. You know, how to lose somebody who's following you, how to what to do if you have a stalker, magically as well as in the real world. And I've had three stalkers in my lifetime. And it's no joke. And it's really not, not I don't say that as a badge of honor. I say that because it's frightening. Mm -hmm. To have a true and I had three. And there's partly why it's held me back. From putting myself out there fully as a musician because because of that like it was so frightening like they would come up to my window they'd watch me in the bathroom while i was showering like their eyeball like right there watching me like they take pictures of me through windows like i'm telling you really scary stuff like really frightening stuff and um so yeah so this is, sounds amazing to me <laughs> It's right up my alley. Like, again, I'm going to have, you're, you're going to, you're like, gonna, <laughs> you're, you're hitting all the marks. <laughs> the smoke, the magic, the essential oils, the protection. What more do you need? <laughs> and wellness comes out in January, 2023. Nice. Oh, wow. A, a whole year or a year and a half or. Yeah. Wow. It's due. It's due to my editor on New Year's Eve this year. 
So a year for, for me handing in the manuscripts to it becoming a book. Wait, so what's the other book that's coming out? You said there's two more. So you have this one and you have one more. Yeah, so Protection Magic comes out in March. And then in of, March of 2020. 2022. Okay, Protection Magic. And then 2023 is the wellness book. It's the wellness book, okay. And and does the Protection Magic have what we what you just described? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then so there's a there's a if you want to work with stones, there's a chapter on protection stones. If you want, if you are a tarotista, there's a section on the major arcana for protection spells. There's um, gardening for protection. There's herbs for protection. There's essential oils for protection. But the whole it's a it's a whole book about the size of botanical brews, and it's only protection magic. Hmm. That's beautiful. I think that's awesome. I can't wait for, for that. So maybe we should have you on and we just talk protection magic next year. Absolutely. I think that would be good because you, can I tell you, that's all people ask for. Protection is number one, I think in the magical space, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with that. So it's protection, um, clearing. Uh, that's why sage is so popular. People want to get rid of negative energy, negative vibes. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then the other one is, what is it? Grounding. That's what people want. They want to ground. And then th those are, I think, the three basics. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you get into the more like vanity, like love and like money, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. You know, but, the, but it, money i think is practical right love who doesn't want love you know what i mean but um so yeah yeah anyway but we should definitely have you back and we should talk protection and maybe just do a whole thing on that but for halloween let's close this out because we've been going otherwise we'll go we'll, we'll talk we'll for go, another hour <laughs> we can go all night i might have to split this up into two parts like a two-part you know podcast um um just to keep it like digestible um and then maybe i'll launch it yeah like earlier than like i'll do a wednesday and then do it earlier you know because i think that would be cool um but yeah oh can you tell people where they can find your products is it absolutely every time a new book comes out the amazing publishers at wiser let us know and the first 30 to 50 pages are available online so you can find free downloadable excerpts at amyblackthorn.com it'll take you to where i've been where i'm gonna be uh, my next event my next big event it will actually be between the worlds in hunt valley maryland it's actually two conferences in one sacred space and between the worlds oh. so if you're able to travel if you're able to get around check out sacredspace.org i've been going for 15 years or something oh wow it's an amazing conference they only do the joint event with between the worlds at certain astrological events so it's usually just sacred space by itself now you get two conferences for the price of one admission definitely come and check it out it's going to be amazing um you can also check out my uh my books my teas all that beautiful things at blackthornsbotanicals.com you can check me out online uh on Instagram, it's at Amy Blackthorn Author. On TikTok, it's at Blackthorn's Botanicals. And I'm a little bit everywhere else, too. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, if you I'll want, make 
and I'll make sure that her links are in the description below, wherever you find this podcast. I'll make sure you have those links. And then you do you want, have a discount code for anyone listening or watching? I do. If you want to book a reading with me, it's amyblackthorn.as.me. So it takes you right to my scheduler. Um, and if you want to check out a discount code, it's wild one, all one word, um, all lowercase to get 25% off anything on the shop. Wow. Thank you so much. That's 20%. That's 20%, 25%, excuse me. 25. Wow. 25%. That's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so much. That's awesome. You know, I was telling my girlfriend last night, she made a beautiful dinner for us. Um, and I was telling her about you and I was telling her, cause she's dealing with a horrible divorce and she's dealing with her court case. You would think it would be black and white. Like and it's not, it's not going the way she thought it would. It's not going the way anyone thought it would go. And I'm like, you know what? You need to check out some of this Amy Blackthorns because you have a court case one, like when the court or what's it called? Um, you're, you have a tea, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, justice, power, and peace. Justice, power, and peace. I was telling her about that. And she was like, what? I need to get that. So, I mean, that's what I'm telling you guys. Like there's that type of stuff is in her shop, like really helpful type things that you might be going through all kinds of things in your life. And you said that you have like a hundred new blends now. Like yeah, a hundred different teas. There's now, there's a, there's a court case or a justice magic class available on the website. So the two hour class, you can download it. It's on YouTube. Um, every penny from that goes to um, Black Lives Matter Alliance Charities. So the National Bail Fund, the Philadelphia Bail Fund, the Baltimore Bail Fund, and a couple of related charities. So I don't make any pennies off of um, my, my search for justice. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'll let my girlfriend know, but she, you know, she, she's, you know, but I'm just saying there's that type of stuff in her shop, like stuff that practical things talk about practical magic <laughs> like <laughs> she's got you covered <laughs> which i love well thank you so much amy this has been awesome i can't you know i i this is like i said it's been amazing and i'm going to make sure everyone gets this code and learn you know gets all the links and all that stuff so i'm really excited about this thank you so much for having me you have a wonderful evening yeah, you too. And thank you. And yeah, let's do it again in March um, when you launch the next book. And then, like I said, I think I'm going to do this in two parts because we went almost three hours. So I'm going to split it, I think, in half to get people to watch Perfect. part two. So that way, and then they have to like, I make them work to get to the, <laughs> to get to the, the, the muddling part of this. <laughs> Oh my God, this was so much fun. All right, thank you, Amy. Thank I, you so much for having me. I could talk to you forever. All right. Have a good night. You too, take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, Wild Ones, I really hope you enjoyed this two-part series. Um, I really enjoyed um, making it for you. I know that it's been a little while since I've released um, a couple podcasts. I do have a few that I've made in the queue, so I will be getting back on the podcast um, releasing on Wednesdays. 
So I do have a few more um, already that are made that are going to be launched. So make sure to check back here every Wednesday um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you want to watch this episode, make sure to go to the YouTube channel that's in the description link um, below wherever you're um, watching this so that you can see us actually make the drink. And remember our promo code, um, all lowercase wild one, for um, to get 25% off at Amy Blackthorne's offerings at blackthornhoodooblends.com and amyblackthorne.com. And then if you want to um, um, order some of my aura sprays, my magical aura sprays, go to iamawildone.com. And... Um, so yeah, so thank you guys and I will see you next week. Many blessings to you.